0: Welcome to the Hope United podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. God, I thank you, Father, for all the things that you're saying to us today. God, we know that you have good plans, even when we can't see it, even when we go through deserts. God, sometimes we're in gardens, sometimes we're in deserts. God, We realize that you do have good plans. There is something that you're working out for our favor. So, God, as we open up the word, God, show us that. Teach us, God, your plans for us so that we can prosper in the life that you've given us. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, if it's your first time, we just want to welcome you. We're so glad that you came and visited with us. We'd love for you. If you'd like, you can scan this QR code behind me on the screen, and um, you can connect with us. We'd love to connect with you. And it's a great thing to be able to go on a faith journey together. Um, Sometimes we realize it's difficult to do this by ourselves, but it's much easier when you have people that believe in you, agree with you, pray with you, and walk with you. We've been on this journey talking about increased capacity because God wants to do so much more in us and through us in this year. Somebody say increased increased capacity. Just shout it out real loud. All right, y'all are starting to sound like you believe it. Um, There comes a time in our walk with God that there is some stretching involved, right? God has to stretch us and grow us to be able to have greater capacity to do good things, good works. And what a shame it would be for God to pour out even more than he's ever poured out in blessing and favor and open doors, but yet we don't have the capacity to hold it to maintain it, to steward it. So that's why it's so important for us this year to increase our capacity. That's the word that God gave us for the year. That's the word that um, we talked about on New Year's, and we've been talking about it. We've been so excited about looking ahead with faith for what God is doing. Today, I want to continue on our series of increased capacity, but I want to specifically talk about how God takes us from lack to plenty. Look at somebody and say, from lack to plenty. You're going to like this. If you'll go with me to John 2, 1 through 11. Say it one time. From lack Lack. to plenty. The next day there was a wedding um, celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, We have no more wine. Dear woman, that is not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. (coughs) But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby was six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, He said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. And when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. I will take that hot tea. I changed my mind. <clears throat> we, were, we were roaring uh, a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, God always wants to take us from lack to plenty. If we truly surrender to him, he wants to take us on this journey, he wants to lead us from whatever place of a lack that we're in to a place of plenty. We start off in this condition um, that life circumstances often find us, and that's at a place of lack. We start off in the, pla- the place that the enemy enjoys taking people to the place of lack, right? John 10.10 says the thief's purpose is to kill, steal, and to destroy. So when Jesus found you, when Jesus found me, there were certain areas of definite lack in our lives. And when Jesus steps into our life, he wants to speak to that lack and bring plenty. Um, so in the story, they come to Jesus and they say they're in lack. Specifically, Jesus' mother brings out the problem. She comes and lays it out. We've run out of wine. There's a lack of provision. There's a lack of wine. Um, And Jesus says something that's very puzzling and oftentimes leaves us scratching our heads. Jesus says, that's not my problem. Furthermore, this is not my time. And uh, many times we we can look at that scripture and say, what? What's kind of going on here? Um, Why would Jesus say that's not my problem? This is not my time. But I want to give you a little bit of perspective if we can step back for a second. And I believe Jesus' point of view was this. God comes down in the form of a man for the express purpose to redeem mankind. Okay, Jesus has left the comfort of heaven to come to earth, to die on the cross, a painful death, for the express purpose of redeeming mankind, reconciling humanity back to himself. That's a huge plan, a massive assignment that Jesus was on. Now... Contrast that with Jesus, we just ran out of Cabernet. And now you start to see why Jesus might say, that's not my problem. This is not my time. And I'm sure from Jesus' perspective, solving a wine problem at the wedding was not at the top of his to-do list. Because he knew miracles attracted attention. Some attention was good. Other attention was bad. And he's saying, this is not my problem, this is not my time. But then something happened in Jesus. He was moved for his compassion for people, and his character is that of a provider. So even though it's not his problem, and it's not his time, the fact that he is Jehovah Jireh overrides that. And the provider part of him begins to start moving. So, even though it's not his time, not his problem, he's a provider and he's a God of compassion. So, this is important in our world that we be moved as Jesus was and is moved by compassion to provide. It's not Jesus' time or his problem, but he had compassion and it caused the miraculous to be unleashed. And when we take other people's problems, and we pour out the compassion of God upon them, we will see miracles. It may not be your problem. It may not be your best time. But when you pour out the compassion of God, when you make that your mission, we will see miracles happen. Even though it's not my problem, even though it's not my time, I'm going to make space for the miraculous with compassion. The more we see the problems of others and pour out the compassion of Christ, miracles and provision will follow. God's kingdom is built with us seeing other people's problems and meeting them with God's compassion. Can I say that again? God's kingdom is built with us seeing other people's problems and meeting them with God's compassion. The, the key is when we see problems in the world, and there are many, how do we differentiate which problems to take personal ownership of? You know, which problems to get involved with? I think Mary gives us a great insight here. She says something that we can take to heart because I, I'm trying to see, man, there's so many problems in the world today. Which ones am I supposed to take ownership of, right? Mary says this in John 2, 5. She says, do whatever He tells you do whatever he tells you. If you're following God, you are a servant of the king, right? So Mary tells the servants, do what he tells you. And this is a message to us today. When we see the problems of the people around us, when we see the problems of our world, what do we do about it? We do whatever he says. And this is the key to knowing what problems to take on and how to take them on. Do whatever he says. Somebody say plenty. plenty. God wants to take you from a place of lack to a place of plenty. I have found as we help others get to the place of plenty, we are thrust into the place of plenty. When we help others get to the place of plenty, we are thrust into the of Into a place of plenty. This is how God moves. 1 Kings 10.21. All King Solomon's goblets were gold. And all of his household articles in the palace of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver. Because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's days. So silver was so plentiful that it was of little value. Revelation 21.21. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, and each gate was made of a single pearl, and the great street of the city was of gold, as pure of transparent glass. In heaven gold is so plentiful, they paved the streets with it. Do you see in something here? A pattern? First Kings 10, 4 and 5, when the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, his cupbearers, the burnt offerings he made in the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. The queen of Sheba was overwhelmed by the plenty in Solomon's kingdom. She was overwhelmed by how God had blessed him with plenty. So she said, I can tell by the food on your table, I can tell by the wisdom that is in your mouth. I can tell even by the robes that your servants wear, that there is plenty here. When God moves, he increases capacity. When God moves, there is plenty. So going back to our story, as Jesus is stepping into a problem that is not his problem, And a time that is not his time, he begins to bring the abundance and capacity is increased. Everybody in here has probably seen a wine bottle, 750 milliliters, a normal capacity of a wine bottle. But Jesus took six large stone jars of water, 20 to 30 gallons each, and turned them into wine. So Jesus made approximately 150 gallons of wine. He made more than enough. For the rest of the party. He made wine as plentiful as water. He wants to take you from lack to plenty. Whatever God touches will go from lack to plenty. Some of you need to hear this today. Because you're at a place that you're looking at what you have and you say, I don't know if this is going to be enough for the vision God has given me. I don't know if this is going to be enough for my family. God wants to take you from lack to plenty. And you're going to love this part in verse 11. John 2, 11, it says, This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and he chose a miracle of provision. Just... Take a moment and and take this in. The first miracle Jesus did was a provision miracle. And John clarifies that Jesus' provision miracle revealed his glory. I hope you're getting this. When God performs a provision miracle, it is one of the ways that he reveals his glory. God wants to reveal his glory this year. How does he do that? One of the ways he does that, we know, is provision miracles. I want to tell you, God is about to reveal himself through provision miracles. I love, too, that the provision miracle causes the disciples to believe, right? God wants to use provision miracles to cause people to believe. God wants to cause provision miracles to help people have greater faith. God wants to increase your capacity by using provision miracles. Provision is one of the ways that Jesus revealed his glory. Provision is one of the ways God reveals his glory through Solomon. The queen of Sheba was overwhelmed by the provision miracle that God did in Solomon's life. How many would like to be overwhelmed or other people to be overwhelmed by the provision miracle on your life? To some people, listen, the provision miracle is the greatest avenue for them to find and discover faith. I've worked a lot with men lately, and I have realized that men that are married want to provide for their wives. Men that have families want to provide for their children. Men that are young are trying to start out in business or start out at a job, and they want to learn how to provide. One of the greatest ways that God can reveal his glory to people is through provision miracles. God wants to reveal himself and and unleash that this year in a really powerful way. Jesus revealed his glory for the first time through provision, and that says something of importance about miracles and about how Jesus reveals himself, correct? The first miracle that Jesus did, he was saying, I am more than enough. That's also the first need that was presented to Jesus. It's, hey, we're in lack. And Jesus says, boom, I'm more than enough provision miracle. I am a God of more than enough. So maybe you have doubts about what God can do in your life. Maybe you have started to doubt the dreams um, that God has given you. But I want to tell you that God is a God of more than enough. He's a God that takes you from lack to plenty. The things that you are lacking in this season, God is about to overwhelm you with his glory. He's going to reveal his glory in this next season in your life. And I want to raise your level of faith today because as you raise your level of faith, you will increase your capacity to do greater things for his kingdom. Just say it with me. Provision Provision is not a problem. It's a miracle waiting to happen. Exactly. Jesus said, don't worry about it. Matthew 6, 25, right? Don't worry about what you'll eat, what you will drink. Matthew 6, 25, we are valuable to God, and he is a provider. He wants not only to pour out his provision on us, he also wants to pour out his provision through us. So don't worry about the provision Focus on increasing capacity. Focus on God, and you will increase as a person. Focus on God, and you will increase your capacity to do good. Matthew six thirty three tells us this: seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things. This is how Jesus actually wrapped up that whole teaching on: don't worry about what you'll eat or what you'll drink. Da 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 da. He says, seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, the provision will be added. So as we seek God first, we seek to do things the right way. According to him, your purpose will be added. Your relationships will be added. Provision will be added. Restoration will be added. Your joy will be added back. As we seek first his kingdom, he will increase our capacity to do good and he will pour more inside. If you will bow your heads, I want to pray with you today. I want to increase your faith for what God has in this next season. Whatever it is that you've been struggling in with lack. The word for you today is he wants to take you from lack to plenty. God is a provider. And yes, even though it's not his problem. It might not even be his time. But when we begin to call on his name. And say, you are my God. You are my provider. That's one of his names. One of his names is provider, the God that provides Jehovah Jireh. That's what it means. God, our provider. God, I thank you for each and every person that's in this place right now that might have a lack in their life. God, I thank you that you are more than enough. Provision is part of who you are, and you love to reveal your glory through provision miracles. If that's you and you've got some area of lack in your life, I just want you to put your hand in the air. And I want to pray over you right where you are. God, I thank you, Lord. You see every hand where there is a lack. There's something that's missing. There is something that is scarce and you want to bring plenty. God, I pray for each and every person that has their hand up. Each and every person that has their hand up. Each and every person that has their hand up. God, touch them, touch them, touch them right now. God, I thank you, Lord, that you make our problems your opportunity. You make our problems your opportunity for increase. God, you want to increase. You want abundance in our life. You want abundance on our life. So, God, I thank you, Father, for each and every person. God, you see every need in this room. I pray that you would shower your goodness, shower your provision on their life, God, if they're have lack in relationships, if they have lack in finances, if they have lack in opportunity, whatever the lack is, I speak to that lack right now and say, be removed. I say, God, move on their behalf today. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of provision, promotion, elevation. God, we thank you, Lord. This is their season God, I pray that each and every person in this place, you would increase our capacity to do good works. You would increase our capacity to love for people. Pray over people. Bless people. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, Go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.